This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Geekscapists. Welcome to episode 140. Whoa, that's not right. It's 153. Why were you up there right. with your tongue? It sounded like you Remember record players? When you're just right. Start that. again. Same volume. I like the energy. Just do it because we need okay, time because Ian's here. Hey, Geekscapists. Welcome to episode 153 of Geekscape. This is your favorite movies, video games, and comic book podcast where every week your host, that's me, Jonathan London, talks to a guest or two about the latest news and reviews in the world of... Well, movies, video games, and comics. I've got Ian Kerner here. It's the return of the king. He's your first ever favorite co-host that you guys have ever voted on. Uh, I know that the audience has missed you as recently as this past week. Big Yanks up there in New York um, said, I miss Ian in an instant message to me. And I said, well, you'll be happy to know Ian's on this episode. So sit back, Mr. Yanks, and the rest of you guys, because Ian's here. And the reason he's on the uh, show, not that we didn't want him back, but he sent me a message about midweek, and he says, I've had it. I need to come on and rant. <laughs> so what you're going to get in the next episode, this coming episode, is an Edge of Darkness review, a little bit of talk about Lossy, uh, the final season coming up, and then a shitload of ranting from Ian, uh, and a little bit of Mass Effect 2 at the end. So yeah, sit I'm tight. in a mood. Sit tight. You're in the mood, but, but we got, we got to catch up with you. How have you been? I'm good. Uh, what have you been up to? Like, like, like... We had two people come in in sneakier titles the last two years. We had William Bibiani, who's become a mainstay over here at Geekscape, and right. then we've got Nar, who's been a main, mainstay at Geekscape. Where have you been? Well, you haven't asked me to be on. Do, but do you, you think... asked me to be on a couple weeks ago. We talked about it. The scheduling was bad. It's the only time okay. you've asked me that I didn't come on. Okay, so so, so it's really all you. So Geekscape was blame me for that. Uh, but really, I Does think. Uh, yeah, I work. I have a life. And, and you know, Ian's I, also the only other two out of that group of three that has a, a daily, daily yeah. job. So yeah, uh, that makes sense. Mainstay is essentially a title that means you're unemployed. <laughs> All right, because you know I love coming on the show. I love sitting. I love talking. I mean, the truth is, you know, and Jonathan's very busy too. And I miss the days when we would, whether I was on the show or not, we would talk about stuff every week. Right. And now, pretty much, you know, when I talk to Jonathan about stuff, only if I come on the show. Ian, um, oh, Ian pretty uh, much what it. Happened? You've well, changed. <laughs> he's Ian. really too, you know, he's too busy. Ian, um, he's getting really big, you know. He's all these things going on. Ian's he's directing. Blue, you, know. you know, he's just blowing he's, up, and he doesn't have time for his little people. Yeah. Ian, where's this new? <laughs> yes, that was a reference to how much bigger you look yeah. than me on camera. <laughs> uh, Ian, uh, this new job that you have, uh, where is it actually located in Los Angeles? So we can maybe uh, meet up for lunch or something like that. I'm in Burbank. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> he could have easily said, oh, I'm on the opposite side of the city from you in Culver City. Yeah, no. Uh, but if I but you know what? At the same time, if you're out there or if... Um, Getting comics, cat? Easy, yeah. yeah. yeah and you usually go on Thursday. I usually... Actually, on Wednesdays when I go, I usually have lunch with a, another friend of mine. Let's set, up a, let's set up a, a comic book Wednesday lunch then. Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely. Call uh, it what it really is. It's a date. It's a date. Yeah. It's a date. Uh, Mandate. So, so you know what? I, I'm not much for uh, New Year's resolutions, but here at the end of the first month, let's make a resolution. Let's have more Ian Kerner on Geekscape. I like and, uh, and let's do it. Uh, the movie this week that came out was uh, Mel Gibson's return to the big screen after his DWI debacle and his anti-Semitism debacle. Um, and this is an independently funded movie. It's not. You like, mean it's, no? It's did he do like, a movie after his anti-Semitism debacle? Well, uh, oh well, yeah, he did. Because, he, he directed that movie. I'm saying because the anti-Semitism debacle I thought was called Passion of the Christ. <laughs> so then he did Apocalypse. But, he yelled, after that. but when he got arrested, didn't he yell at that? He did. Lady? He did. Uh, but sugar tips. The, the, yes. the, the whole thing is though that he just now this past week got signed for his first studio film. Yes. 
Yeah. Before then, it's all independent financing. Stuff he did himself as well. That, in, you know, in and and he directed, movies. you know, this was him just being a right. star of a movie again. And in th this movie is Martin Campbell. You guys will get, you know, really up and close with him because he's going to do Green Lantern. But he also did, uh, what did he do, Goldeneye. He yeah. did um, Casino Royale, Vertical Limit. With Chris O'Donnell, uh, but yeah, yes. Martin Campbell's dire directing <laughs> directing this movie. It's Edge a Donald of Robin. <laughs> He's directing this movie, uh, Edge of Darkness, where Mel Gibson plays a Boston detective whose daughter has come home. It seems like they have an estranged relationship, and right off the bat, she's well. Wait, sick, wait. Right? It seems that she, they're estranged, and yet he lives for her. Right. So it's like. Are they estranged? He's obsessed, like, but not making an effort. Right. It's really kind of disconnected that way. Uh, right off the bat, you get this relationship. She turns out to be sick, and um, when he's going to take her to the hospital, they step out on the doorstep, and she gets shot by someone uh, who you're, you're led to believe is trying to kill this this Boston detective. As he starts to uncover, except what's going that on, from, from second one, there was no question. He's not. A, yeah. He, that, he's, because he, he held the last name, and it's like it's a. They set it up as if, oh, yeah, you know, they're investigating it. They must have to him. But you could just tell that you know, here she is. She's sick. She's clearly there's a poisoned. Lot of there's a lot of mysterious yeah. stuff going well, on. Well, she's puking and she's bleeding out of her nose. Like, she's about to just completely die and then she gets shot. <laughs> then she gets shot. So. I mean, I mean, pretty much every fluid in her body is about to just va vacate. <laughs> all the, all and then shoot her. I'm surprised. This is what I'm surprised with. She didn't puke, nosebleed, and then shit as she was getting shot. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's all coming out. Uh, but basically, uh, Mel Gibson, you know, the red flags are there. He starts uncovering a conspiracy that goes up to the highest levels of, uh, you know, state government and the uh, and defense contracts. and CIA. CIA. Yeah. They all get involved. They all start getting their, their fingers in it. And uh, Martin Campbell, I think, I like watching his movies. I think he directs in a pretty conventional style, but it's a heightened conventional style. It's the way you would traditionally shoot a movie uh, with the coverage and, and, uh, and the different shots. But he does it just a little bit better than most of the other people who direct traditional films. Okay, you know what I mean, I'll he's, give you that. he's not totally enforcing himself on a film like someone you would actually give an auteurship to or a complete hack ship to. You know, like the hacks who are like, okay, I'm definitely going to gonna gonna throw a Dutch angle in here just so the audience knows I'm here. He does a good job of just telling the story. But he tells it in a very graceful way. In this movie, it's a it's obviously a mystery, uh, and his camera is a little bit more inquisitive than we see it in something where he goes all out like a casino royale. And um, that to me was the pleasure of seeing the movie. I was like, okay, Mel Gibson, he's charismatic, he's back on the screen. We got that going for it. Ray Winstone, even though he mumbles through almost the entire film He's got that. Go We've got that going for it. Okay. And then we got Martin Campbell's directing, which is great. Um, the the, the uh, I'll, 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 well, pull back yeah, a little bit talk. because you know, I mean, you know, listen, Mel Gibson's a movie star, you know, for a lot of reasons. I mean, he has great presence. I have to say that the movie started, and at first, I didn't know where it was, and I, I thought he was doing a New York accent. Really? Until, and then it said Boston, and I was like, you know, and I'm listening for that, and then it was like, I thought I thought the accent was a little in and out. You know, it was it was subtle. I mean, granted, a lot of people tend to overdo a Boston accent, right. but it's a little that's a little quibble. I was into it. With. I was into it, but I already knew it was Boston because of the trailer. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, yeah, I, I, I um, had avoided that. That being said, I thought that the pace of the movie was start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, and that's mm -hmm. what that's what pretty much turns into a rental for me. Yeah, you know, I agree. Uh, what what do you think about the rest of this movie? Um, I mean, I had certain problems. There were certain plot things that I thought um, I thought there were things missing. I mean, there's that point where um, let's be careful of spoilers because we got well, a, little, a lot of little bitches. Are you about to spoil? Well, I was about I was about to ask you. <laughs> okay, is, okay. You know, we're gonna spoil in, some stuff. In the past, when right. I've been on the show, I know it's been a while. You used right. to just spoil the shit out of things. Yeah, yeah. You didn't we really spoil the shit out of things, and then we got these people who are like, no, I well, got we got a we got a survey out. Uh, we we we, get, we did a survey of the audience. There's right. all these multiple choice questions or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and and, and and really the feedback on there is fine. It's the feedback on the forums from people getting really well, the spoilers. mad. That was one of that the we things spoiled. That they didn't like, though, what, what did we spoil? We spoiled um. Some shit. So wait, the wait, book me, of Eli. Wait, oh, wait, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, fuck you wait, guys. Wait, wait, let, let me get this straight. You're watching a show that reviews movies yeah. and you don't want to hear about the movie so, so let's make it let, let, let's get this straight i've already said i think the movie's a rental for for certain reasons you'll rent it you'll enjoy it but it's got pacing issues now that we got that behind us 
We're gonna spoil the shit out of this. Yeah, fast forward right? to like right. minute eleven. Yeah, fast forward to. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'll be honest. I don't like to read reviews of movies before I see them. Mm -hmm. I might just look at a little blurb and go, "All right, what was the grade?" Yeah. If I care about the viewer. Exactly. The grade. I like re reading reviews after I've seen it to see, you know, if we agree. Right. Because when I was a kid, reviews were done in a way that they didn't spoil things. On rock. But, but that that that's I'm long. Fucking... That's long. Yeah. That's <laughs> long, long since bygone. So, you know, so I mean, let's spoil it. Let's let's get to the quick. All right. Cut so, I mean, bottom line is, all right. Here's the big spoiler. They weren't trying to kill him. They what? They weren't trying yeah, to kill him. Yeah, they weren't him. trying to kill him. Duh. Yeah, we, we, you know? we know that. We know that. Right. I mean, so that that that's the we first. We know that from twist. the trailers, right? right. So, um, and clearly she was poisoned. Right. You she's, know, she's poisoned and, by radiation. She works for this defense right. contractor, which which makes uh, missiles, radioactive, you know, nukes. That can be traced to other countries to make it look like they were. The well, ones and, and part, a big part of the movie, of yeah. course, is figuring out what it is they do. Right. And him finding that out and, and and what the big deal is. But ultimately, for me, you know, the pacing on that, going to see them, all that, that was all fine. Ray Winston coming to see him, kind of interesting. You know, he, he was an odd character for the essentially the cleaner character. Mm -hmm. You know, but you see that you know he's dying, and I think he sees you know this is a guy that he respects. So that's kind of interesting. When we get to the point where he's checking out, you know, where he figures out, I'm trying not to spoil every little right, thing. Right. He's figuring out exactly how she was poisoned. And I'm led to believe, you know, that it was that, that was his house. Right. You know, it was a little bit unclear, but I thought it was his house. Right. That, you know, and he saw her. So he's and, been poisoned. And then he realizes too. that people are trying to poison him. <clears throat> yeah. To right. get him off the case. And I, I thought it was a little odd because then the scene after that was the authorization to, to poison. Well, here's the thing. The authorization to, 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 to kill Mel Gibson came from a group. The that, CIA, the CIA people. And I think the other guy but, was but, Rogue. But, was but doing Dan, his own Danny, thing. Danny Houston, who runs the, cor the private company. Yeah, he company, just did his own thing. He's like, no, I'm going to have this guy killed. He sent right. those two guys after him. They, yeah. you know, they're probably going to off him in, the, in, that, in that one uh, scene where he escapes from the roadstop bathroom. Exactly. So, no, I, I think Danny Houston is the, obviously the bad guy. Right. But, but now here, here's my other issue. Having said that, Ultimately, they go, they shock him, take him back because he's dying from the poison. So at that point, I'm going, why the <laughs> fuck didn't they just kill him? Yeah. It, what it, the fuck was that? At that point, I was like, well, all right, he's dying anyway, so wait it out. Well, I feel that was kind of inconsistent. Did I miss something? And there, there's a little bit in the movie about, uh, you know, I'm going to go to the media with this. I'm going to go to the, the, the press with this. Once he gets all the information he obviously needs, you don't reveal that, it's that, that he's done anything with it until the very end of the movie. Except. When he should have acted except, on it. Except, the friend right. of mine I saw it with, I turned to. As soon as, you know, the nice young girl yeah. who was apologizing from the media, was apologizing, bothering him, he said, I'll call you. I went, well, you know she's getting a tape at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I literally turned and said that. But she should have gotten the tape the scene after he got the tape. I agree completely. That, that's some of the pricing problems I'm talking about. Yeah. Another positive. Wasn't it just good to see Chris from The Wire in the movie, even though he was only in it for a little bit? Yeah. I, look, there were things that were enjoyable. Right. Honestly, every action scene I enjoyed. Right. Because Martin Campbell can do action. Great. You know? I mean, they were fun. I mean, the fight with the boyfriend mm -hmm. was awesome. Yeah. Down to, and this is a big deal to me, the laying there out of breath after. And it wasn't just about, oh, Mel Gibson's an old man was out of breath. So was the kid. Yeah. I mean, i got to tell you, you know... You fight for real like that, you know, and I like I, I practice Krav Maga, I do that. I mean, you do want it now. do it now on him, uh, kill him. It would be kill ugly. But, right. but the point is that I mean, ugly. I don't care how you know you can be this master guy, whatever. You go a couple minutes, you'll be and you're out of fucking yeah. breath. It does. It's yeah. like it, it doesn't like, matter who you are. When you when you, you work up. out, when you work out, uh, when you go to the gym and lift weights, like I've been doing this thing where the first three minutes of my workout, I'll do three quick activities and just just that, punch your heart rate right up that's good because I, 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 I don't lift i don't lift traditional weights then anymore. the rest of your the rest of your workout your heart rate's already there that's you know a way I mean? of doing it i actually use kettlebells yeah. which is it's all about extreme and going hard but for the next 30 minutes to an hour that you're there your your heart's just going right well but but that's what i'm talking about those three minutes are like an intense fight that's right you're that's worn right. out afterwards that's that was right. so good about the uh so it was the, very real for me the old boy fight other than the way it was shot is the fact that people took breaks, and you yeah. never really get that in movies. So that's yeah. Cool. yeah. Um, so guys, Edge of Darkness, go ahead and uh, and see it if you really, really, really must. Yeah. It's um, entertaining in parts, but it's a little intellectually stupefying in other parts. Right. Um, don't you hate that when something tries to be so real, yet 
the characters aren't quite acting as realistic as you'd expect. Yeah. Which segues into the fact that we are going to get our last season of Lost this week. It starts off this week, so the last excited. season of Lost. There's actually uh, an article up on Geekscape right now that our good buddy in New York, Jim Pellegrinelli, wrote, which pretty much throws out, this is what we know to this point, and this is what we think. And he brings up things like, who are the two skeletons in the cave? Uh, you know, aspects of that that you're like, okay. It's a great refresher course if you guys want to go to the Geekscape website and read it. I think it. Rose and Bernard. Yeah, that, that's his guess too, is that it's Rose and Bernard. But it's a great refresher course if you guys want to go to the Geekscape website, read it. It'll set you up for uh, for this week's... Uh, damn, it, it, we're already to, uh, two days, to, to the end of it. I remember you seeing the pilot of Lost at Comic-Con and just being uh, so blown away by it. Remember so blown that? Away. Yeah, I remember that. Way back in the day. I remember walking out of there going, oh my God, there's this girl, Evangeline Lilly, and she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Just sitting there on the stage. Oh. Who almost didn't even make it into the show because they had written Canadian. that role for Sun, the, the, the actress who played Sun. Right. Uh, but, okay, last season it was, of Lost. It was also very late casting with her, too. Last season of Lost, what are you looking for? You know, how does this avoid being Battlestar Galactica? Ooh. Oh, he's going to go there. Yeah, I'm going um, to say, honestly, by the way, on a side note, I was a little disappointed in the plan. We haven't discussed that. I, I'm not going to watch that. The plan was crap, wasn't it? You know what the plan was? It the, was the worst well, the, after Battlestar thing. The plan was justifying what they did at the end of the series. Right. The plan was going, all right, this is how we ended the series. Now we're going to go back and say, see see how what we did so it should really have been worked? Called, it should have been called the excuse. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. The yeah, SG, the excuse. Exactly. Yes. The all right, got it. Like and the dialogue yeah. was so bad. Yeah. There's just these voice. It started off with these voiceovers. Uh, so I, I, well, once I, the I actors have already been sent home, how are you gonna how are you gonna shape the story without voiceover? That's it. I was disappointed. Well, um, it, well, lost. How does it how does it keep from ruin tarnishing its legacy? Honestly, you know, I love this show. I trust the writers. I'm trying not to go into this with what I expect and what I want. I'm gonna go for the ride. When it's over. We'll pitch. We'll you, talk about it. You'll be right it. here. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to do right it. Here. We're going to do it. But, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to say they have to answer this and they have to answer that. I'm going to trust them for now. I'll call bullshit. We all know I will. Well, I think... But I'm going to go for the ride in the meantime. I think what they did well was, they, in the last two seasons, they really started angling us towards some of those solutions already. They already started taking some of the questions off the board. And, well, then, and then they set themselves up in a place where they're like, you know what, at the end of season five... We can just start fresh, or we can start Maybe. partially fresh, or uh, you know they can kind of do what they what, what they want to do. But you still have these quote unquote godlike characters like the Sobek and and this and that that are in play. So so really they they almost have an out with you know what some I, of the things that are going do, on. Do there. you um, go to Doc Jensen on EW? No, no. Oh, his analyses of Lost are brilliant. They're really fantastic. Doc Jensen EW dot com. It's Entertainment Weekly. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really great. And and, and I read, he read he did some great theories. I, I don't want to you know right. cub his his theories. I mean, go ahead. You know, we, but really interesting stuff. Um, I'm psyched. That's that's where you put it. Yeah, you're psyched. Now uh, another show uh, did have its final episode, Dollhouse. We haven't really had anybody on to talk about Dollhouse recently. Well, it ended this week. It ended this it week? It ended Friday, yeah. Oh, okay. I yeah. did not watch one episode of Dollhouse. No, Gilmore, Gilmore and I were talking about it. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge Joss Whedon fan. Um, you know, I'll I'll watch Eliza Dushka or anything just because she's so hot. Me. You know? Mm-hmm. She's hot. Oh, oh, you should see... Oh, you yeah, like, she's you, attractive. You, yeah. you like Mila Kunis? I do like Mila Kunis. Yeah, you should definitely see Book of Eli. Well, you... Well, you know how you know. Book of Eli is the no, biggest you, excuse you, for why you wouldn't want to say one word. But you know why? I, you know how you know I like Mila Kunis. I'm a guy and I'm straight. Yeah. I mean, I, I, are you kidding? She, she's massively attractive, but then she opens her mouth. Book of Eli. I'll give you that. I give. Eliza Dushku with acting. Oh yeah, she's a bad actress. Eliza Dushku. Yeah. And you I, know what I, Dollhouse I, I, made us realize, and everyone too. Before that, he was like, eh, "It was all right," or "I just don't really like Hilo as a character." But Tom O'Panikit is a shit actor. He is hor- He delivers all of he's his bad. lines. 
He delivers all of his Fine. lines as if he wants, no matter what the context, as if he wants to bang who he's talking to. Really? And he's like at a bar, and it's like one twenty, it's right before last call, <laughs> and right, be- and he just delivers every single line like that. You know what? I didn't like that Tom O'Penicut guy ever since he foiled the plan to uh, destroy the regeneration ship with a virus. That, that, that really pissed me off. I think they should have flushed him into space after that episode. You know, without going on Remember on that? about, you know, I mean. I like a lot of the Dushku, you know, she's not a fantastic actress, you know, she's fine, she's crazy hot. Well, how was the Joss Whedon you stuff? Know? How was the writing? Um, how was the directing? How was that the, stuff? The, I actually thought the writing on the show, um, in this second season, of course, as once it was canceled, it got really interesting. It was the second half of the season, I thought was fantastic, okay? Having said that, you know, whereas, I mean, the last several couple weeks it's going oh god it's so good i can't believe it's gonna end and gilmore and i were just discussing this you know the last episode aired and you know what i was satisfied you know i, I agree completely you know um, that's all you need it, it you ended what- in a way that i said you know what i'm not wondering what happens next well well you <laughs> said all. you said that uh that once he found out he was canceled the, the writing started kicking ass do you think no, well i'm not sure that, that do you think that beating around the bush after- is a problem do you think beating around the bush is a problem do you think we should just give joss whedon miniseries is, is that what i'm hearing like, like no that's like, not what like you're give, hearing, him a, yes. give him a concentrated no. story no i, I don't agree have with him that, just tell a story he doesn't have to do the one-off episodes no. he just tells the no, story no 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 i don't agree with that because i mean we have evidence and so many other things i mean just buffy no buffy Angel. Angel. Angel's last season. Angel's right. actually whoa, whoa, a, actual whoa. Angel is a is a good example of why maybe we should give him like hey, maybe mi- two seasons. Mini, mini tits. Let him know you're there. Excuse me. Let him know you're there. Firefly. One season. And Serenity. And and great miniseries of the movie. Excuse me. No, it wasn't anywhere near done. That was a beginning. The first season. You know, there was so much potential, and it was and the ride is great. Okay, I don't agree at all with that statement. Dr. Horrible, great. Fantastic miniseries. Okay. No, dying for more. That's true, me too. But altogether, that's what? Dr. Horrible's one episode? Yes. So. But I, I'm saying, no, I, I don't agree with and, and And all the comics he's writing, I'm loving. So I, I don't agree with that. Hey, I, I'm loving the Buffy, Buffy season. Yeah. Buffy's real. It's okay, but it really just needs to finish. This whole, like, what's Twilight, all that. But they need to finish this arc. Twilight's yes. awesome. That's what that is. I, I think it's funny that I've been reading a lot of the uh, the news about Buffy and revealing who Twilight is and this and that. I'm just like, it's just confusing to me that they, that, that they, vampire that they yeah, a vampire will, slayer property will name a character or an enemy, event. The main enemy. Twilight. I'm yeah. just like, oh, that's cute. Well, that's Joss Whedon taking a little shot. It is that's cute. Funny. I that's actually great. do like it. It's cute. That's great. So the main it's villain that's is Twilight. That's but, funny. but aren't you kind of sick of the formulaic way in which, like, oh, hey, and spoilers alert, whatever, but, like, uh, of, oh, hey, the Joss character finally finds love. Oh, we're going to take that away almost instantaneously. Well, well that's the thing. It's Joss, and it's the same thing in this last episode of Dolls. It's like, he's always said, as soon as people are happy, someone's dying. Right. That's always the case. I'm sick of that. I mean, just that's it, it's a convention, and it's always there, mm-hmm. and, you can, and you can count on it. But they don't treat it like something you can count on as much as something that's like, oh shit, this happened. And it's excuse just, me, if, if we're gonna talk about the comic, I mean, I thought the whole thing about Xander and Dawn being involved and Buffy acting like she's interested now, I thought that was handled brilliantly. It was so well written. That's okay, and and you're right that it, that is all right. But you still had that Joss character finally being happy with someone that makes sense. And then her dying immediately with that chick that died in Japan, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. Really, I mean, I, I agree it's that a convention that, you could come to count but, on. Gilmore, and you, I don't you've like read that. you've read all the comics. Uh, in, in I, your, I missed last two. Uh, but you'll but you, but you're gonna find them. You're gonna read them. You'll yeah, continue yeah. to read them. Okay. Well, yeah, because I love the Buffy universe. That's just something I can't get sure, away from. Sure. Is, I'm, but what I'm saying is, with this specific, uh, with, with Dollhouse uh, specifically, we got everything we wanted. No one wants anything more from these characters ever. Yeah. Only I, character we like, dead. That's it. And you're cool with that statement? You agree? Uh, Epitaph 2 was a great epitaph. I thought it was a really good ending. You know, it, it covered a lot of stuff. And, 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 and I really appreciate that they did that for us. Cool. You know, um, I mean, I was really concerned going into the ending because 
it had really gotten so interesting and so good, and I felt that they really they closed it off for us, and it feels a complete story. No, no, you know, he jumped ahead, so I mean, you get a sense of stories in between, and you know, if they were comics, I'd read them. Now, what if you know, so, now but, what about somebody like me who saw who see who sees the start stop turmoil that was putting the series together and said, you know what? I'm going to let this settle, I'll let it end, and then I'll jump into it. Kind of the same way I did with Firefly and Serenity. Well, that just bugs and, me. And it's just satisfying. I, I know you want to rant on me for not watching yeah, shows that, when that they're live. that just bugs me. But again, we do have lives here. Um, well, we all have lives. But, but, but you know, here, here's I mean, the thing. You know, I mean, granted... Oh, you say, should I go back and see it? You've just said it's okay and it finished, it's satisfying. Should I go back and watch this whole dollhouse thing? I think you should see it. Okay. Man. Yeah. I think you should power. I think you should like watch the first season while eating or doing other things, and then the second season. And that's the thing. The well, first excuse, season excuse, they excuse didn't me. know they were going to get canceled. Talking about having a life. I mean, I multitask. Yeah. You know, I watch a lot of things. But you don't have to I share your viewing. I find it interesting that someone like Jonathan, you know, is making a statement where you know he has a, a weekly show where he discusses, you know, <laughs> but you television, movies, and video games. But that's and he's going to give me the "I have a life" rap. But, but you, you know? understand. I mean, that, this is what you do. That is a fair point. I think that. I don't understand how you could possibly not watch a show that so many of your viewers are going to feel passionately about. I share my I think viewing that's experience. Ridic- well, fine. I, do you want me to sit the, down, Laura, and be like, hey, let me take your life hostage so we can watch fucking Bad Illusion You should have at least given it a shot. I'll give that's it a shot now is what I'm saying. But you should have done it then. I mean, no, how dare you? All the long-term viewers, you know, everyone there knows that I would I would, do you watch I would it yell about Battlefield Galactica. Well, I watch it on tape. Well, I watch everything on DVD. There you go. What do you mean? So we, I mean, so, I have a life. So you structure like you it, right? I'm not a slave to what the, you, what the there programmers say when I'm going to watch something. There is a finite amount of time. Yes, right now, right now, we're rediscovering the Farscape. We're, 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 I applaud that. We're, we're, we're going back and we're finishing a bunch horror. of stuff that came before our relationship even started. I, I understand. All right. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. What I'm saying is there's no the right or wrong way to do it. You introduced the term the excuse into this conversation, and that's what I'm hearing. All right, all right. Gilmore, you hearing the excuse? What I'm saying uh, is, I'm is the there a right or a wrong way to he's, do it? He's justifying this for everything, not but just one But you're saying trip. there's a right or a wrong way to do it. No, it's not about right or wrong. You're saying well, a little bit. Yeah, it's right or wrong for you because <laughs> because right again, right. again, again, I'm right. Again, you. <laughs> I think what it's about is this. is I'm right, you're wrong, is what Ian is saying. No, excuse me, excuse me. You, this is what you do every week. You come is it, on is here. It, is it without and, fail, people. I mean, you know, listen. Do I expect you to watch NCIS? No. Okay. Well, but I expect you. Yeah, I'm not ninety. But years I old. expect you. Can't to, wait to see how Matlock ends. Wait, hold on. Hey. Let, let Ian finish. Yeah. Well, bottom line, I expect you to watch the genre shows, at least once to be able to discuss them. Gilmore asked me as I sat what down. Do I need excuse my me. Guess for? So you can what talk to them. So you can talk to them about it. I've, I've you, been almost they, silent for the last five minutes of this conversation. Perspective. You're never almost Gilmore silent. Gilmore does great. You do great. Fine. If, if, if this is a show to showcase my own the opinion, excuse. we'd be fucked. This is a show to showcase your own opinion. Who are you kidding? Yes, no, I have a guest on every week. Yes, so you can <laughs> argue and express your own opinion. No, no, no. Here's the, here's the thing. I understand because a lot of times when I'm catching up on shit, it's disgusting. It's like it's hours disgusting. upon hours of just like. There's a lot of things that you do life. that are disgusting. And that's true. This is one of them. But here's the thing: if I had someone else He's living with me, I would be yeah, I would be less likely to catch up on stuff as quickly and incessantly as I do. We watch these that shows together. S- that being said, I like that. That being said, John. Any new show that your audience should care about, you should at least watch the first episode. That baby, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. First episode. Uh, baby, I'll do it. <laughs> that's the new Geekscape. Uh, that's right. Listen, uh, there was uh, a time I'll, I didn't I'll watch have, it all. I'll have Nar do it. Look, look I, I was a late adopter to Babylon Five. I didn't start watching it till season five. I'll, I'll have Zach I went back and watched it from the beginning. Okay. But but ultimately, I was embarrassed by that. Okay, who, but, uh, who can I, just asked me about Sanctuary. Who can I, mean, I assign Of course I've watched it. Who can I assign but uh, that being said, uh, we only have a few more minutes left for TV, and I wanted to know what you think because we haven't had anyone uh, talking about Doctor this. Who. happened like three or four weeks ago now. Uh, Doctor Who ended. There was a trailer for Series 5 for the Matt Smith well, thing. Did you see that? Of course I saw that. All right, what did you think of the end of time? <laughs> I mean, what? Did I see that? That's what? another series I should go back and watch. Yes, you should. I know, and I know, I'll, I know. I'll lend it to you. I have it all yes, on DVD. I would love that. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. But you it's understand the, the uphill struggle. struggle. I do. We got a lot. But you know what? Laura will like Dr. We're Hill. making stacks, and we're just going to go through the stacks. I got, I got to say, before this original show, I never thought I'd make the statement that a girl would like Dr. Who. Yeah. You know? An girl American girl. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. it's because... I, the, 
It's because of tenants. But even with Eccleston, we, with, the, with everything rose, there, there's Girls quality. Girls like Eccleston. So, so I, what I did you that. think about this this one that Gilmore talked about that I will watch in four years? <sighs> Fucker. Four years time. Um, well, I had some mixed feelings. I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to get very into Doctor Who stuff right now. Let's go. It's going to be... Spoilers. Oh, be a pastry guide. I don't know. I don't know how steep in it you are. No, okay. All right. Um, it was cool to see the Time Lords again. It was interesting. You know, they've teased the Time War all along. Not that we found out a little bit more about the Time War. Um, the idea that they were able to resurrect the Master. So I guess we're supposed to feel that they resurrect. Don't mock me. No, I'm, I'm trying to I, I follow. I thought that you're not going to be able With to follow this at all. Context. You know, suddenly, oh wow, that's Rassilon. Okay, that's Rassilon. I guess we're supposed to assume they were able to, you know, reincarnate Rassilon. I mean, kind of interesting. Um, huge thing for me. They had the whole moment with, you know, the two dissenters among the Time Lords. Right. And we're supposed, apparently, I read this online, I don't know if you've heard this, okay, that the woman is supposed to be the Doctor's mother. Mama, yep. Okay, and now I'm sitting there going like, if that's the case... I don't know if Moffat's going to run with this or not, because if not, I'm going to be pissed off in a year or so. Well, I think now. he's going to run with it a little bit, because you do have the Weeping Angels coming back. And, and, and the by the way, that's the origin. That's my biker game. That, that's of right. Weeping Angels. Cause, yeah, because when he said, oh, like Weeping Angels, I'm like, I think the Time Lords got thrown into the Vortex, and they became the Weeping Angels. I went nuts. And I, yeah, I thought that was cool. And we never saw who the guy was, and I expected it to be Wilfred. Oh, what? The, there was two dissenters. and Wait, we never, the Weeping Angels? That was a Time Lord. There's two Time Lords on their knees with their faces covered, and we saw that one of them, the two dissenters, and we yeah, saw yeah. one of them was the woman, and the doctor recognized her, yeah. and she's the woman that's been appearing to Wilford, right. and so we figured, okay, there's a woman, and there's a guy, and we never saw who it is. That's not Wilfred, though. We don't know, but I thought they were going to maybe tie that together. How do you think Wilfred's going to be a Time Lord? That's just it. We didn't know at that point in the episode, is there a connection or not, and I'm like, well, who is it, and we never saw. Maybe it's an early version of the Master. I doubt that. I don't. I don't think they would have done that. I think that's that, just that as likely as Wilfred. Wilfred no, comes out the of point nowhere. Is, the point is. The point isn't to argue that. The point is that we didn't see who it was. I was expecting a reveal, and it wasn't one. Yeah. And that was a complaint I had. Yeah. I thought, you know, I've had. I've spoken to some people that thought the ending, the regeneration, like they thought it was a little bit too. You know, why was he so whiny about it? And my <laughs> feeling was but that was his character. This was a doctor that was vainer than any other doctor. Yeah. That he really cared about being. Him. himself that even the you know even with the Daleks before when you know, he died and Sin was about to regenerate and why would I change why would I want to yeah look you know? at me I'm yeah. great yeah. yeah like he he didn't he really didn't want to yeah you know he didn't, he didn't want to let go I thought that the ending going to see all the companions while it was entertaining I thought well this is taking a while well no 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 here's the thing it wrapped it up because uh, Tenant. Uh, or sorry, Davies, Russell T. Davies, the yes. uh, uh, the writer, exactly uh, the head writer, yes. and uh, he's putting to bed all of his yes. characters. Yes. Moffat's gonna bring a uh, supposedly a bunch more, and we're either never or barely gonna see uh, Davies's characters. So Davies is just kind of putting right. to sleep well, every character well, that he well, brought. Well, one character I care a lot about was River Song, okay. Who was Moffat's character? Who we're going to see again? I think and we'll skip. Uh, we won't get it with this doctor. I don't think. See, that's my issue because the, Matt Smith seems too young, and I know I, I've heard. I think that she. But was she coming said back. you're so young, which means that, I know, yeah. and that was what bothered me. Now, I felt like she recognized him physically, unless we're supposed to feel that it was she saw a part of him. You know, I was wondering. I mean, how much time is there? You know, you caught the whole thing about uh, about Old Bess, didn't you? No, I don't know. Okay, that. way back when uh, in the Shakespeare Code, with uh, when uh, Queen Elizabeth sees him, she gets all angry and she's like, "Oh, kill him!" She's all pissed off, and you could tell that they'd met before. Right. You know, he has a throwaway line when he first shows up with uh, at the, the beginning of the end of time. Yeah, at, yeah. The, at the beginning about how you know he went running around. Oh, oh got married. Oh, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know that that's one nickname that's gone. You know, so she. It's a little English thing. She's not the Virgin Queen anymore. Yeah. Okay? So we're supposed to read into that, that when he's off having fun, he met young Queen Elizabeth, banged her, married, whatever else, and took off. So of course she's pissed off. Of course, yeah. You know? So there was a lot of fun in there. Um, overall, the first episode I thought was very over the top. The Master as Lord Palpatine. I not mean, what good. the fuck? Not good. You know? Never really explained that all that much. Um, you know? But overall, I really enjoyed it. Excited for Matt Smith. 
only because of Moffat. Yes. You know, um, he's very odd like, looking. He made a comment about looking like a doll. It he's very like odd, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, his uh, because his uh, Alan Z is going to be Geronimo. Yeah. And so, and that came but, but, off a little. But like, that that always happens. That uh, I, I'll tell you, I've I've lived through a lot of regeneration. Okay. You know, I've been a Doctor Who fan since the early '80s, late '70s. Okay. Before you were alive. Yeah. 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 So for me, it's all right. Could've I'll give it a shot. It. You could have stopped it. So <laughs> that's where Ian would have liked the TARDIS. You guys, sure. Ian Kerner, he's back. He's brought his opinions with him. But, As you can tell, this show's not about just about my opinions. I just happen to be the only one who would show up every week. Um. <laughs> well, it's your show. Actually, nope. That's perfect. <laughs> that makes fucking perfect, perfect sense. That's your new tagline. <laughs> this is not about my opinions. I'm just the only one who would show up every week. Uh, let's let's keep Ian going. Uh, let, we got to talk comics. Uh, there's two huge events. Help! Uh, Thirty minutes. You shut the fuck up and let me do it then. <laughs> you think thirty minutes is enough time? We—I'm uh, not sure. Uh, we've got two major events with the two major publishers. Of course, we've got—we're going into uh, Siege at Marvel, closing out the uh, the whole dark seven years in the making. Thing. And then we've got, uh, of course, this Blackest Night thing still trudging along over at DC. Ian, you wanted to rant. You wanted to talk about these major events. What's all going right. down? I'm going to get into the major events, but bring the rain. But but all right, here's the thing that I mean, it's been bothering me for a while, and a few weeks ago it really pissed me off, and then this Wednesday a couple books came out, and I looked at them, and it was two staring me in the face that pissed me off, and I'm going to start getting into an old rant of mine, okay, that mm-hmm. long-term viewers are going to be aware of. Uh, I'm going to get there, but here's the thing: you have both publishers putting out miniseries that are very highly marketed and talked mm-hmm. about and have a lot to do with what their big plans are afterwards, okay? And neither one of them, it seems because of artists not being able to stay on schedule, get them out anywhere near on time. And what they're basically doing, what I'm referring to here, is Captain America Rebirth, right? Um, Flash yes. Rebirth, and Justice League Cry for Justice, mm-hmm. okay? These miniseries are so late that instead of waiting until they finish the miniseries to do what comes after, the publisher's just going ahead and putting out the later books. Right. They're ruining the ends of the miniseries. They don't even give a shit. And my basic rant is, you know what? It's fuck comic book buyers. Right. Because in this day and age, it's It'll all about the trade paperback. Trades, yeah. yeah, because you know, trade paperback will come out and they'll tell you what order to read it in. And you know, Captain America Rebirth comes before Siege and comes before all these other books. I mean, my fucking God. You know, the Who Will Weld the Shield came out before Captain America Rebirth number five of six. What's crazy is that you saw the, Captain America showing up in the Iron Man books. The you New Avengers annual. The New Avengers. The, you, you had Who Will Wear the Shield where second. he and Bucky are talking about who's going to be Captain America. Captain America Reborn was not even out until what? This past week? Number six came out this Wednesday. Where Captain America okay. finally comes back. Yeah. It's finally like, done. Beats the on? Red Skull. I mean, the whole thing. And... I had to. I actually Wait. stopped. I actually did not read any of those books until Reborn was I, done. And, and and you're sitting there with your stack well, of books adding up, and you're like, dude, I'm not well, even getting the full that, story. A friend that was saying he was going to do that, and I read Who Will the Shield, and I called him up, and I said, look, you know what? It doesn't even fucking matter at no. this point. All Rebirth is is well, he's going to beat the Red Skull. It's not about what happens afterwards. Right. And that sucked because it went from like the top of my list, and I literally said with issue five, it was like the 14th book I read. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's like, yeah, I'll get to that now because who gives a shit? And you can you know, tell the when he shows up, like crazy. Yeah, well, when he shows up at the end of the New Avengers annual and he's not even wearing the uniform, mm-hmm. so you know that there's an interim period there. Then, in the Iron Man, they're both wearing the uniform, which I speculated might be what they do, a la what they did in Green Lantern. Why can't they both be Captain America? I mean, purists are going to have a problem with that. Right. But the idea was always going to be there would be more than one you know, super soldier. So. And then, this, and then and the, captain and then like lieutenant. Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> lieutenant America, not a bad idea. Uh, then in, in this in these Flash books, I think we're at Flash Rebirth number three. Right, we're already, at three. You've got the Flash being a major player in Blackest Night. Now, first of all, so all written by the same author, Jeff Johns, who, right. as far as I'm concerned, anything Jeff Johns writes, I'm reading. Sure. I mean, I'm a huge Jeff Johns. A lot fan. of us I love share that books. sentiment. Yeah, and he's a huge player in Blackest Night. There's the Flash Blackest Night miniseries as well. Both of those books are almost done. Flash Rebirth is in the middle still from months ago. I mean, we're on issue six of Blackest Night. Six issues. The Flash is running around with a blue ring on his finger. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, what the fuck? What happened to that book? 
And it's major. I mean, it's setting up everything that's going on. And I'm enjoying know. Blackest Night uh, Flash. I'm enjoying it a lot. Because, oh, you know, I love but... the books. But what happened to the end of that miniseries? Yeah. And, you know, and I get, in this day and age, the attitude is, well, maybe we'd go and hire a film and artist in the old days when it was just about a book coming out month mm -hmm. to month. But now, they don't want that trade paperback to have different art in the middle of it. That's why they don't, they don't change it up. And, you know, I feel a little fucked in the ass as, as a long-time loyal comic book reader. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's fuck me. No kiss, nothing. Just fuck me. Fuck those of us that are actually hungrily waiting for these books to come out. Right. You know, how about Justice League? So, love James Robinson. I love the art in Cry for Justice. You know, he started this book as just a miniseries, and then he got offered the regular title, and they said, you know, we love what you're doing. Let's go in these other directions, and I'm really excited. And in the regular series, the new plan is, okay, they're bringing in the current lineup. They're bringing in Dick mm -hmm. Grayson as Batman. They're bringing in Donna Troy. It's basically the Teen Titans grown up. You know, sure. you got Cyborg, you got Starfire. But James Robinson started on Justice League two issues ago with issue 39, which were like the tie-in to Blackest Nights. And then issue 41 was, was after Blackest Night. Oh. So first of all, this book comes out, it's after Blackest Night. Okay. Blackest Night still has two issues left. Right. And not only that, but it comes out the same week as the second to last issue of Cry for Justice, which should have been done three issues ago before Robinson Run even started. Are you watching the volume on this man? I mean, okay. he, he's insane and, right now. Excuse me. He's insane. And the issue fully, fully is basically describing the events of the next issue of Cry for Justice that hasn't come out yet because only the, the penultimate issue has come out. Wow. Okay? Fuck us. Ian Kerner, there's a quote. Fuck us. I mean, seriously. You know, we'll just get them out whenever because, you know, the trade paperback will come out on time. Right. So, you're, so, so you're going to stop reading comics? You know I'm not. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the reason right there why they can do it. I know. It's tough. It's my fault. And that's why he's so mad. It's because that's he's right. getting raped and he's letting yeah. himself do so. He will continue himself letting, That's right. You know, that's but... why they can do it. And I've talked to other people and I'm not an apologist, you know, for it. Because, yeah. But I've said to people, I said, the truth is, the economics of it, I, I've had people say to me, I mean, as angry as I sound, I have you know, other friends, very angry, and I've actually explained it. I've said, look, the reality is, economically speaking, to make a lot more money in the trade paperbacks, they'll come out on time, you know, and three months from now, what I'm saying isn't going to matter anymore because it will all be out and someone that's not reading it new can read it in the right order. Time was, the comics came out and you didn't think about the ancillary market. You know, back issue buyers, people reading things as back issues. That's well, how you got the rest of the story, right? Yeah, yeah, but, but that was a, sm a smaller percentage mm -hmm. of the you know, people that were reading comics. You know, it's just, it's interesting because, you know, I've watched comics, I watched them realize, and, you know, to talk about all these big arcs that go on, you know, the reason why these arcs exist now is comics are now, in large measure, they're plotted the way TV shows are plotted, mm -hmm. with, you know, big arcs, whole season arcs, that kind of thing. And those of us, you know, you know, adult viewers, you know, we really like that. And they realize that, as expensive as they are and everything else, it's adults reading comics now. I mean, I'm not saying they've given up completely on the younger market, but they put different comics. And they're not the a lot market. of one-off issues. No, it's the all one-off issues that I'm reading. I'm not satisfied no, at all. There are one-off issues. Dark Avengers with the Sentry. That yeah, they just came of out where they're like, oh yeah, he's a meth addict. Yeah. And it's like, dude, really? Well, I, I could have lived without having read that issue at all. Well, there are so I, many th filler th th issues. That now was actually, in those I, I actually books. didn't feel that was filler, and and that's all towards going where they're going with Siege, I think. That he's a god? Well, or that he is god? Whatever he is, I think it's going to be a big part of this whole thing in Siege. And he became god by drinking right. a potion. It's not, I, I, <laughs> it's I, like, I don't think it's really about that. Okay. You know, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a, a deeper thing than that. But but my point is that they write these books to fit into I'll a trade paperback, to go all together, you know, with, with six issues. Right. And that's the idea there. You know, I mean, they just care about that marketing because what's happened is economically... That now actually is the bigger market. Right. So what are we reading, Ian? Deliver um, us. What look, do we read? What, what do we read? Siege is great. I, I love... The, what I love about Siege, really, is the writing's neither here or there all over Koipel's artwork. Amazing. Right. Yeah. Seeing Thor versus the Sentry battle through... Yeah. It, it's amazing. Uh, but they, they're cyber. punching no, holes no, in Asgard. Do you, know, do you know what I like? I like that Siege is only four issues. I like that they're not dragging like the too. fuck out of it, okay? I feel like, well, a lot of the, I get really excited for these big events, and then it's You're like, exhausted by them. Well, it's like, great, Black as Night, so excited. And I'm like, wow, nine months later, it's still Black as Night. 
<laughs> you know, and I'm, then brightest day, you got to look forward to that. You know, you get to get that twice a month. Come on, man. I, I mean, seriously, you got to get like, excited for that. Are you excited for that? I mean, you know, you get I all the cards. I don't think you're excited books. about that at all. Well, I'm honestly, I'm trying to even think past it. Right. Yeah, that that's the thing. It's like let's finish this now. I got to tell you, I did feel there was a moment where Black Knight was dragging, and I got kind of excited. Gimmick, fine, whatever. But I thought it was kind of cool when they made know, them Power Rangers. Sort of, yeah. you know, I, I like it. All right, Wonder Woman, you know, it's yeah. Sapphire. I was like, That's the Scarecrow is fear no, boy. What I'm really liking about it is, you know, Johns is more guilty than anyone about having taken advantage of the revolving door, bringing characters back from right. death. But I'm really excited in Blackest Night that this is part of the plan. So Johns did this, and he's working it in. All these characters that came back to life fit into Blackest Night, right. and they're susceptible. You know, and I like that because I feel like where he's going with this is there's an explanation for how this happened. This is a big cosmic thing. And I'm assuming at the end of it, it shuts the door on that kind of thing. But I, th I find it really exciting that fine, because that was the thing that people mm -hmm. bitched about for years and years. Oh, come on. You know, a character staying dead in comics, and especially in DC in the last 10 years or so. They've killed so many big characters, and they no come one right thought back. Yeah, but this story is how and why. I think at the end of it, we'll get a lot of other characters back. But it'll be like a definitive, that's why it was, that's why that was possible. And you're you're saying that, but he's still guilty of the Kyle Rayner fake-out. Yes. The Kyle Rayner one-issue fake-out yes. was and, 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 a, a leap of horseshit. It really was just yeah. there to trigger... To trigger guy. Guy, guy right, turning yes. into a red I agree. Lantern. And it's like... And even that, I felt like, well, we're going to try to bring him back in again real quickly. But that didn't work. That being said, we've got... <laughs> Batman and Robin. Like I'm in puberty. Yeah, I know. I, I have a scratchy got, throat in case people didn't notice. We got Grant Morrison and Cameron Stewart. I love Cameron Stewart's artwork so much. Dude. Doing this Batman and Robin arc now. now and it, now that's and something it's, else and we like, haven't talked like, about. It's like, let's take Batman and let's throw him in a Lazarus pit. Uh, okay, we know he's me. been alive. No, excuse me. I, I, we know I, he's been dead for a no, long no, time. No, I have to say this. Um, of course we all knew Bruce Wayne was going to come back. When I heard the announcement of the return of Bruce Wayne miniseries, my feeling, I have two feelings. One... Too fucking soon. He's stuck in time like Captain America. Well, wait. A, too fucking soon. B, well, listen. We he'll knew probably that. be in books next week. What's that? According to you, he'll probably be in books next week. Well, and then And then we'll find out how he comes back. Well, well, well here's the thing. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Grant Morrison is either great or what the fuck am I reading? Right. You know? And in this particular instance, do I need to see Bruce Wayne pop up in different eras being Batman in every era? I mean, it feels like a fucking waste, waste of time. Right. You know? And I just think it's starting too early. What I loved about this issue of Batman and Robin is I loved the idea of them throwing him in the Lazarus pit because what's obvious is it can't be him. Right. Okay? It's not his going. And so they, that's say that they, had, to, they say they had Clark look in his x-ray vision, supervision, and see well, whatever. his we'll, DNA. We'll, we'll see the explanation. But, whatever. Right. There's going to be one, but it isn't going to be him. And that excited me. I, a friend of mine actually stopped getting the book. Okay? And literally, really? I said, did you get it? Yeah. And it's been good. I really like it, but for whatever reason... He wasn't that happy with any stop, and I, I texted him reading. I said, I said you might want to rethink this because this is the lead into why, you know, we'll realize what's the explanation. Of what's good going. about Grant Morrison's uh, run on, on Batman and Robin is it can be the only Batman book you read, Absolutely. And, and it's in little bite-sized chunks. You're getting stories in three-issue segments, you know. So if you guys are really, really shunning these giant crossovers, we don't blame you for doing it. Something like a Batman or Robin is a good book to pick up. I, I, I'll tell you, I actually read all the Bat books, and they actually do a very good job with mm -hmm. those books of every single one of them can be the only one you read. Right. Or you can read them all like I do, you know, because I'm so fucking sick. And here we are in Geekscape. Guys, is, does, is it not awesome having Ian back? Well, thank you. Um, yeah, I've been reading that. Uh, and then just uh, Laura... Laura actually just read The Killing Joke for the first time last night, and really? she loved it. Uh, what else can you recommend to people that might steer them away from these these crossovers? Because we, we have you, and you know what? In the survey, people are like, hey, I'm not that into comics. But you know what? It's Ian Kerner. Fuck you. That's, that's there all are, have to say. Let me tell you something. There are a lot of good indie books that have, you know, stay away from, you know, Marvel and DC completely. I mean, you know, as a kid, I was the superhero person. I just read that stuff. And I'm never going to be that guy that... I remember, you know, back in the 90s and sitting there in the comic store and all the older guys, you know, that would run the comic store was like, oh, Sandman was the only thing to read and everything else is crap. Love Sandman, but I'm never going to be too old to be reading superheroes. Right. You know, there might be something to be said for the idea that, as I was saying earlier, that comics have matured a lot. They realize they're writing for adults, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that's, that's the focus. I mean, although I still think, you know, even, you know, you know, when things were a little more innocent, 
I still always enjoyed comics. I mean, I loved Spider-Man You can Spider still be innocent and get a good story on Scott Absolutely. Pilgrim. Absolutely. Yeah, well, love Scott Pilgrim. I yeah. know how it ends. Do you? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I do. Why do you know? Uh, doing work in the script. I read the film script, and I know how and, it ends. And the film script. Oh, <laughs> guys, without spoil. Listen, if you're reading Scott Pilgrim, the movie is spoiled. I read this script. It is beat for beat. It's the comic. It's phenomenal. That's awesome. I, I, I loved it. I love it. It really felt like rereading that's the That's what issues. I want to see. Re-reading, reading the script felt like rereading the no, issues. No, but that's what I want to see. And then I got to the point I, then I got to the point in the script that was that will be book six. And I was like, this is how it all comes together. No, but that's different from what Brian Lee O'Malley is gonna end it, supposedly. It's not the exact No, he, same he's saying not. It's not no no no, no but uh, well he's saying that well, we don't know how I have Lee cursed knowledge in my brain is what I'm because, telling you. Because here's the thing. It's like, still gonna be different. Well, from at any book, time if you piss me talking. off, I'm gonna yell it. Alright, here's the thing though. Know that. It's a hostage situation. Yeah, here's the thing. It's that, a hostage cause, situation. Cause, you don't actually, like spoilers? I'll just yell it right now. A friend of mine was in the store with me this week and he and we brought up Kick Ass and he said, Oh, you know, I said, Yeah, I really like Kick Ass. It's also just ended. And well that's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. that the, the movie's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and now when Mark Miller had written um, Wanted, you know, they optioned that movie, it was only like one issue out. Right. And and I, in interviews with him, he said that, you know, no, they didn't know where I was going with that. So that's why the Wanted movie starts out just like the comic and goes a completely different yeah. place. And I, th- I like the movie and I and, like the comic. Right. And, and I'm not sure if Kick-Ass is going to be like that also. I don't know if it ends From up a friend of mine who has seen it, he says, uh, and I was like, does this happen? Does this happen? Does this happen? And he's like, yes. So you read Kick-Ass, you read, you're watching the movie, and I and I and I liked the way it wrapped up. I thought issue seven of Kick Ass was so great. I didn't read it yet. I was going okay. back to it. So and it's an it's an eight issue series. Right. And issue seven of Kick Ass is like, okay, this not only kickstarted us out of that lull that we were starting to feel, but all right, now we're now we're now we're chugging on all cylinders. I was uh, gonna finish it in trades. Oh, you did. You're part of the, uh, Gilmore. <laughs> Gilmore, as we knew, part of the problem. Yeah, but you know what. Gilmore, I mean, part of the problem. That should be your. That should be but, your. But, uh, no, but nickname. let me say something. You know what? I don't actually have a problem. The idea of someone. It's not a regular series. It's a mini series. Mini series is fine. It trade. has nothing to do. Well, and it has nothing to do with a connected universe. You know, you tell me that you know you read comics regularly and you were waiting to read Captain America Rebirth as a fucking trade. I want to punch you in the fucking face. I, you know, I, what I'm doing is I'm just stockpiling the issues, man. I, I don't. Right. It, I get it that. It sucks. It sucks that I'm forced to do it. I even understand oh, why you man. and another friend of mine still only read Walking Dead as a trade. Yes. I think it's a little retarded because the book is coming out every month, and why you're caught up? Why not read where, it? Where I got caught. But I get it. My friend said to me that you know there. that's how he has them. No, that's no, his no. collection. This, no, no. this is where I got caught there. I got caught there mm. because I started really enjoying uh, Wolfman. And then Wolfman Invincible, which I read in trade, started ca- started crossover, yeah. crossing over, and I go, "Fuck, man! I really gotta read Invincible in, in, in yeah. issues now." And it's yeah. like, and also, but now Wolfman's ending. Yeah, it is. But I but, but did you start reading Invincible in, in issues now? No, I, I'm gonna stay away from what you're gonna say because it's gonna be mean. Gilmore's no, waiting no, 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 for something mean. You know what? Kirkman, I think Kirkman in general, you can you have to almost read in trades. Otherwise, it's no. unsatisfying because uh, his his pace is so just amazing and fast and and great that reading it just little burst by little burst is just, I just, I need a trade. I even feel trades are too short for right. uh, and, and Invincible. I, and I know? understand that and I disagree completely because it's, it's a great, <laughs> satisfying read. Invincible is a great book. Yeah. But, you know, Kirkman does these great endings that leave you, like, yeah. wanting more, and that's true. But it's a comic, and it's great that it's, you know, and, and he ends on these great beats. And I think a trade, you know, so what you end up getting is, instead of having that enjoyment every month and you're looking forward to the next issue, so you read through it, you don't get the beat, really, of, oh, that was the moment it ended, because you're going right to the next page. You get a page of, like, yeah, you get a page, oh, shit. But it's not the same thing. Oh, It's not the same oh, thing. And then up, you get it up the on a cross. Six. It's Ian up on a cross. Well, fuck you. You know, <laughs> there was an issue when I, I remember calling it. I don't even know if you got there and tried to get too much attention. Did you get to the part with Adam and Eve when she... Uh, I don't know. But, that being said, are you enjoying... Is it in the last trade? I have no idea. I don't read fucking trades. How the fuck would I know it's in the trade? Oh, wow. Is it post or well. pre-war? He's going to start tearing through his shirt. Uh, are you enjoying Haunt and Image United, speaking of Kirkman books? Um, I'm enjoying Haunt. You are? 
You know, it's interesting. I don't love it, but it's like, all right, where are they going? It's a nineteen nineties book. Yeah, well, I, I, about, I blame what, that what about, on McFarlane. What about Image United? Image United. But Haunt is the thing. That do you have a pair, of, Do you have a parakeet at home? You might find some use for Image United. Nice, nice. Nice. You know, that's funny. The whole notion of Image United is. 1991. Oh, it's so bad. You know? What's Image United for those of us? It's not? all the Image characters that nobody cared about coming together for one big cataclysmic event, which sounds a lot. But like, they and they have yeah. all their creators drawing them individually, so oh, they're, right, right, right. they're mailing the art back and forth to fill in on the panel. It's almost unreadable. So it's like what the meat industry does with hot dogs. With <laughs> yeah. that's actually a working. Metaphor. Yeah, my, my biggest problem with Image United is relying too much on on Liefeld characters that I couldn't give a shit about. Right. Uh, but the uh, but the wannabe X Men you're cool with like you you actually care about those characters the what the wannabe X Men like oh. like no that that which one do you mean Cyberforce or yeah you like mean... Cyberforce I always like Cyberforce I I like that book by the way talking about uh, other comics X X books oh my god good, the X books right? are so fucking good and every one of them is so good and I, I there's told not you guys, a weak link I told you guys that Matt Fraction Fuck I was you. like I was like I don't know what Matt Fraction's doing with Uncanny. <laughs> But in this last issue of Uncanny X-Men... The last X-Men, issue of Uncanny X-Men is one of the best yeah. comics of the year. Yeah, Matt Fraction did this one sequence where Magneto... Magneto's back on the island, and he's like, you know what, I want to help this time. Right, they're on he, Utopia, which is the new sanctuary for mutants. Scott, Cyclops is running things, Scott's he's the man. running everything. And then Magneto takes liberty and says, you know what, I'm going to try and help by getting the Atlanteans involved, and we're going to keep this island from sinking by building this pillar. Doesn't tell Scott he's doing right. it. Finally tells Scott that it's Wait, first, done. First there's the moment where Namor yeah. picks up on it. Oh, you didn't tell him yet. And he's like, yeah, no. And, and Namor's like, yeah, oh, we'd love to be there for that conversation. And Scott goes, you know? Eric, can I talk to you? No, 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 it's yeah. great. It's, he tells him, oh, I took the liberty and did it. And the, the pacing, the art, everything. Yeah. There's this beat. And you see everyone just looking around the room and not a word is said. And you just see Psychoff just sitting there. And, and you can up. actually feel it. And it's like, Eric, walk with me. Yeah. You know, it's just... And he reads them yeah. to write at. It, it, and you know I've been critical of Greg Land's art, because usually when there's like a female that's about to fight, it's like, I'm going to kill you. She's, she, looks like a, she looks like a Sports Illustrated yeah, model well, that's about see, to but threaten that's you. That's why I disagree with you, like, because okay. I mean, every panel, I mean, Emma Frost... Yeah, but I don't jerk off on my comics. Well, I was about to say that I don't either, <laughs> but I'm looking at that, and, I, and it almost makes me want to. It's, his art is... I mean, Noted. the women are so hot. Noted. He does you know? draw hot women, but... It, oh, my God. It, for me, it really kills the, the, the cinematic pacing when, you, when you're supposed to believe that this chick's about to enter a fight scene like this. It's like okay. Yeah. Well, right. perhaps right. I, I, I actually felt that in particular this last issue was was very yes. cinematic. Yes, and those beats, he kept he kept the, and, his shit together. Well, and then he had two stories going at the same time. He also has you know the Strike Force with I mean Wolverine yep. and Colossus. Oh, we're gonna just bust right in through mm-hmm. the front door. And Colossus going like, yeah, one day you can you teach me how to talk tough. Yeah. I mean it, it was funny. It's the action was great. I mean all of it. So like they're just coming in right through the door. What should we be reading then? X Men, well, Invincible. Excuse me, excuse me. So that was Uncanny X-Men. Just read comics. Was awesome. Just read comics. Yeah, just just read comics. X-Force is a bloodbath every month. X-Force is great. And awesome. X-Force is awesome. And Cable is fucking great. Cable, well, well that whole thing with, with Hope and being awesome, and now that's coming back. I mean, that's yeah. great. Um, New Mutants, as Zeb Wells has been writing, it's been a really good, <laughs> solid book, hearkening back to a lot of the, you know, the old days of those characters and bringing them back together. I mean, all those books have been great. You know, Gilmore, stop with you and your fucking fingers up. Well, 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 we do have finite time. Let's just talk briefly about video games. The big game out this uh, this week is Mass Effect 2. The, the, it's so big that it shipped 2 million copies in its first week, and the entire video game industry cleared the fuck out in the following week, knowing that people are still going to be playing the hell out of Ma- uh, Mass Effect 2. Um, our reader uh, and forum member, uh, Health, actually just played nonstop through the damn game. Really? And he wrote this intensive review that I put up on the front page of the site. If you guys go to the site right now, it's still there. Okay, so that could uh, be our review. Yeah, the Ma- go read the Mass Effect 2. I couldn't do this justice. I haven't even played the damn game. He put in like 45 hours into this game right off the Jesus. bat. Jesus. Oh, he only slept, and then he woke up and he kept playing the game. The review is on the front page. It's intensive. It's got a little bit of spoilers towards the end, but he warns you. The Mass Effect 2 review is up there, and I guess what he's saying is the, mo- the game is phenomenal, he, he, he's in love with it, but it still leaves him with a feeling of, eh, okay. So, I don't quite get it, but reading the review, it makes sense, is all I can say. Okay. Brent Moore, who we trust, he, uh, he does the Geekscape Movie Club. He has the same sentiment towards the game. It's phenomenal, but it still leaves you with a little bit of, eh, that's it. 
which uh, I don't get. Okay. I don't get. Read the review. Um, you don't play video games, Ian. I need to. And see, that's the I love of, video games, but, but I don't I jump don't. on you for doing it. Yeah, you do a little bit. You know you do. Yeah. You don't usually do it on the show. I would like you to play video games with me. I need to. I will. That is your. That is your. That is my no. TV. No, it's because I, I definitely play video games. I turn a game on and I have to go to work and I I disappear for. It's a week. consuming. I can't stop. Yeah. I've got someone who keeps me from being consumed by video games. That's right. so yeah, Laura comes home and goes, "Oh, have you found a wedding DJ yet?" And I go, uh, "Maybe he's behind this rock in this video game." <laughs> maybe. No, but I got the achievement on hey. Tony. Yeah, maybe I can find an achievement that says, "Get a fucking wedding DJ before you find yourself in a, in a separation." Um, that's cool. That is cool. Um, guys, real quick, uh, look for us on Facebook. Just search for Geekscape. We're all there. Uh, check us out there. Also, subscribe on Twitter, twitter.com slash geekscape.net. Also, our YouTube channel is bumping. Uh, that, that, uh, people love seeing me at a Capcom Street Fighter 4 party making fun of shit. So uh, you can check that stuff out. There's a lot of stuff you're missing. That's Matt that, Kelly. Yeah, that you can actually subscribe to at youtube.com slash geekscape.net. Matt Kelly's doing a kick-ass job of putting that up there. You know what's great is uh, I think he's like, four, um, like a little under a year behind on episodes, but he's doing every single Geekscape episode on time, and I know a lot of people actually go back and download the backlog for some reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you guys just want the greatest hits of Geekscape, the, go, to the, go to the YouTube is channel. Go to the YouTube channel. The place to go. So that's also where we're going to put up all the HD content. Uh, if we do big interviews and stuff like that, the the HD stuff <laughs> will end up on the YouTube channel. So go and subscribe. YouTube.com/slash/geekscape.net spelled out. D-O-T. Uh, also, shirts are still 10 bucks at the Geekscape website. Go check it out, geekscape.net. And um, in, in our Twitter. It's also twitter.com slash geekscape.net. We got twitter.com Brian Gilmore, twitter.com Jonathan London. Ian, has it been fun being back on the show? It's always We fun. need to give you a two-hour show. And I apologize every time. I'm like, you know what? We have Ian on the show. It's not going to do... It's this not going to happen. Yeah. We always get to the end and it's like... There's so much more you can still rant There's about. More to say. It should be a super size. It should be There's a more big to say. special. Ian, I think you should be here every week instead of me. <laughs> so uh, I'm starting to think. I don't know about that. Um, you're beloved. That being said, you just don't that, watch that, anything. That, that, no, but well, you're beloved. that being said, we <laughs> we, need, we need to really throw this into the uh, the the New Year's resolutions. Ian's got to be back. What once a month? <laughs> once a month is a lot. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever done that. It's possible, but we'll do we, it if we you can do talk it. about it. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just about planning it out. I mean, you know, you got to ask and then, you know, you have like 20 seconds out. left. Okay. So guys, we'll look forward to fuck next week. Fuck you in week, your 20 seconds. But fuck you in your 20 seconds. We'll see Ian next time and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, guys? Wave to the audience. He means you. There you go. I'm not a